Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another exciting edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. We're going to look at Hebrews chapter 10, beginning verse 12. Or no, we'll look at verse 11. Why don't we go back to verse 11? Yeah, may as well. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. Sound like what we were just talking about we before the broadcast. When you look at it, when you read the, the articles that are in the temple, there's one thing that's missing that you would have maybe thought would be there, and that is a chair. There's no chair in the temple. And it's because God didn't want the priest sitting down. If you were a Jewish worshiper and you came into the temple and the priest was sitting in his lazy boy, kicking back, you'd think, well, he's all done. His work is done. There's nothing else for him to do. But God wanted them to realize, not only the priest, but the worshipers, that the work was not done, that it couldn't be done. And so day after day after day, we are told they would stand and offer the same sacrifices over 24/7 uh-huh. again. <laughs> Bulls after bull after bull, lamb after lamb after lamb, dove after dove after dove. It never ever That's stopped. why they all had shifts, huh? They did and they would only work a certain number of days and then they'd be off for a while. Cuz I remember the time Zachariah's name was called. And it was his turn to yeah. be in the temple. Yeah, right. And so yeah, they would actually have shifts. They wouldn't work all the time. And it was because God doesn't have this chair in there, though, because he wants them all to realize that work is not done, that they had to do it day after day. Day after day, they stood in the temple, and they performed these sacrifices. They offered these sacrifices. But then we're told that Jesus, and it says this priest, and obviously that's Jesus, when he had offered his sacrifice, it was once, and it was done. He sat down, and it signified that he was done. I was telling people the other day, you ever had a day where you worked hard and you came home and you had three or four things to do and you knew if I sit down, I'm never going to get back up. And sit so, down, I'm done. So you just keep going. And then finally, when you're done with those things, whatever it was, you sit down and now you're done. You're done for the day. You're not, your work is over. Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father. He sat down at the right hand of the throne. His work was done. It is done. Sins are forgiven forever. And we got to get a picture of that in our mind. Too many Christians are living with fear. What do I have to do so that God will keep loving me? I know I was saved by grace. I know that he's poured his grace out upon me. But now I have to do something. What, what what do I have to do to make sure God keeps loving? Oh, I probably have to go to church every Sunday so God will keep loving me. Oh, I better do this, or I better do that, or I better give to the poor, or I better 
help others. I better do stuff so that God will keep loving me. We don't have to do anything to keep God's love. We don't have to do anything to keep God's forgiveness. Now, as a believer, as the Holy Spirit is alive in me, do I want to go to church and worship God and, and fellowship with other people? You bet. As a believer, do I want to read God's word? As the Holy Spirit's alive in me, do I want to hear God's word, read God's word, understand God's word? You bet. As a believer, do I want to help widows and orphans? As the Holy Spirit's alive in me, you bet I do. But I don't do it because I have to, because, oh, God won't love me anymore. God won't care about me anymore. What, 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 what if I lose it? We have to come to understand Jesus performed the sacrifice once and for all. Sin and death have been defeated. And sin and death go together. The wages of sin is death. With Adam's sin, he brought death. Sin and death go together. But Jesus, because of his sacrifice, conquered both sin and death. We no longer have to worry in this life about our sin and we no longer have to worry after we die what will happen to us because we've been forgiven amen i was just thinking as you were speaking about uh do we have to and the scripture says he he's looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth which equates to those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Amen. So so there's believers out there that don't do none of those things that you just mentioned. They don't have a desire to. But for those who do, hence this broadcast, Faith on Fire, those are the ones he, he wants to show himself mighty to. Again, God says, come fellowship with me. Come commune with me. And, and I'm going to reveal some stuff to you. That's called intimate. That's why Christianity is not religion. It's relationship. He says, come, by doing all those things you mentioned, coming to church services, fellowshipping with him in his word, you're being intimate with him. He, he loves that. He desires that. He said, because you do that, I'm going to fulfill you. I was just talking uh, the other day at church services how, you know, everybody wants to feel God, and the Bible says no one has seen God at any time. Jesus said that. Jesus said, I'm the only one that physically seen him. No man has. And I always tell people, you can't because he... Revealed that to us with Moses, with the burning bush. He told Moses, you can't stand to just see me right there. I'm too powerful. Yeah, it'd kill you. Yeah, it'd kill you. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, and that's, so that's, he gave us that understanding right there. So what he gave us is, is his word in, in written form. So we can read his word, and the Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, his word is living and powerful and is sharper than any two-edged sword. So he's going to reveal things to us as we uh, partake or feed on his word. I like to say feed on Jesus. And I, and I just wanted to get back to that, uh, that text of scripture that, because I saw a lot of revelation in that, especially uh, Hebrews 10, 12. It says, but this man, he referred to Jesus as a man. Well, he was the son of a man, because God wanted you know, us to understand that Jesus was made, and we were made in his image and likeness. And, and again, we all know that in the beginning, Jesus was there with the Father, and the Holy Spirit. But it says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, whoo, his own life, one sacrifice. Yeah, remember, he didn't have to do it over and over. Yeah, back in the day, yeah, back in the day, they had more than one. They had bulls, goats, ram, total doves, blah, 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 whatever you can name. They had more than one. But this guy, he said, one, he offered 
Remember, he offered. He, he freely gave. That's an offer. That's what we call it, a free will offer. He offered one sacrifice for sins forever. How long is forever? Forever. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. So now if you miss the mark, all you got to do is go exercise 1 John 1, 9. Confess your sins. Scripture says he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Which he's, which what he's really saying is come back and talk to daddy about it. Because I still want to fellowship with you. I don't want to break those lines of communication like with Adam. When Adam sinned, it was, it was over. I don't want to hear from Adam anymore. But Jesus is the last Adam. Through that one sacrifice, uh, he... Uh, he, uh, he offered one sacrifice for sins forever. And here's what I like. He got some rest. Oh, you used to talk about rest earlier. Look, he sat down. He was done. He said, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to do this one thing, and I'm sitting down. But this one thing going to manifest. It's going to have benefits forever. Adam brought numerous sins into the world. J Jesus the said, last Adam, Jesus, here it is. covered all those. In one sacrifice, in one. one offer, and then he sat down at the right hand of God. And the scripture says, and we understand, we who hunger and thirst and have understanding, we know he's seated at the right hand of the Still. Father. But he, he ain't just seated there, relaxed. He's relaxed, but the scripture says he's making intercessions for us. You know what he's saying every time we miss the mark, Richard? And that's what I call sin for the Christian, missing the mark. And again, we're not intentionally missing the mark. Things happen. Life happens as you're doing it. But he's sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercessions for us. What he's saying to Daddy, Abba Father, Daddy, I paid for that at Calvary. Remember, that one offering is forever. It's a done deal. So that's why he said as long as we keep coming back to him and speaking to him about our shortcoming, he's faithful and just to forgive us and wash us from all unrighteousness. Again, that's what the blood shed does. The blood of Jesus cleanses you. See, and then the Bible says that Jesus is the judge. He he says, I am the judge. He, right. he was the judge. So I like to think of it as like a courtroom. Jesus is our defense attorney. He's our He's an advocate. And he's, a he's the judge. Right. So if you go into a courtroom and it turns out your defense attorney is also the judge, you got to figure you're, you're looking good. Now we get a revelation of he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Right. Because we've been purchased with his precious blood. We've been purchased with that blood. That's that one sacrifice. He, he offered up a sin forever. I'm going to read the next verse, too, because it was a lot in that. Uh, verse 13. From that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. Anything that opposes Jesus or the word of God is an enemy. And he says it's his footstool. I'm looking at a stool here. I sit on top of it. So that means and we're part of the body of Christ. We're part of him as he is, so are we. So we're on top of it. But verse 14 says, for by one offering... He has perfected, uh-oh, forever. Keep hearing this F word, forever. Those who are being sanctified. That's us, the saved ones. We're being, being is a process. See, in the, in the NIV it says, those who are made perfect and being made holy. There it and is. It's the same. See, and, and I it's mentioned this in church the other day, is in God's sight we're perfect. We're made perfect. So by the blood of Jesus... In God's sight, we are perfect. He looks down, he sees the righteousness of Christ on us, and we are perfect. Now, your in-laws or your wife or somebody knows you well, say, he ain't perfect. That's the being made holy. That's the being sanctified. So we're made perfect in God's sight, 
but we're being sanctified. We're being we're made being holy. We're being transformed into the image of his glory. And it's that's a an process. ongoing process. To the day we go home and, and be so with the Lord. That's the God's not done with me yet aspect of it. So I always like to say to people, our position before God is we're perfect. Our condition before man is that we're imperfect. Right. One day we'll stand before God and both of those things will be true. Our position will be perfection and our condition will be perfection. Well, that's why he tells us in Corinthians, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are past, all things become new. He also revealed to us, for he who knew no sin was made sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God. So Jesus took his righteousness and traded it for our sin. Because he didn't have any sin. Oh, it's a sweet deal. Yeah, it's the best deal. That's the good news. That's the gospel. It's the best news you can have. That's why our faith should be on fire. He came bringing glad tidings, some good news. And all he said, all you need to do is receive it. Say yes to it. Yes and amen. I received that. Uh, you're going to make a... And that's for everybody. The murderer, the pedophile, the thief, the liar. The worst person you can the imagine. The worst person you can imagine can get in on this good news. That's the good news. He said, I, I, I bore it in my own body. My, that's, what we, that's part of why we do communion. He said, do this in remembrance of me, what I've accomplished and, and what benefits you have from me being at one sin offering. So I want to continue reading because there's some more good stuff in here. Verse 15, but the Holy Spirit, I want to go back to 14, but for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified, those who are being transformed into the image of his glory. He said, it's a done deal. But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us, for after he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws or my words into their hearts and in their minds, I will write them. And let's go on a little more. Then he adds, Oh, he adds this. He adds some more good news, Brother Richard. Look what he says. Their sins, Vince's and Richard's sins, their sins, and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. Now, your family members going to remember them. Your cousins, right. they're going to remember them. But he said, I won't remember them. In Isaiah, he said, I'll blot out your sins. And I won't blot. Blot means you ever had some stain remover? You put it on that stain, it done blotted it out. You can't even see it no more. He said, that, that's what I do with your sin and your iniquities. I'm blotting them out. Especially and continually, because remember, it's a, it's a process. So you're going to miss it as you're growing into Christ. You're going to miss the mark. But he said, I want, you, I want to keep that open line of communication with you. I'm going to give you 1 John 1, 9 and, and confess. Come talk to me about it. I'm faithful and just to forgive you and, and continue to put some, the spot removal works forever. <laughs> he said, I, I won't remember them anymore. Uh Verse 18, now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. I can't do nothing else like you said initially. There ain't nothing else I can do. Ain't nothing else right. you can do. It's not Jesus and. No, no, there ain't nothing it's else you Jesus do. alone. You don't got to do 20 Hail Marys. Right. You don't have to, you know, go to 30 Jesus more church services. Jesus and give all the money you got to the poor. Jesus and do all the work around the church you can possibly. You, don't you know, gotta... I know a lot of people. They do the work around the church. Oh, man, that, that you know. They're they, they the paying for sins. They did last week. And there are a lot of people, they just want to. But then I know people, well, I know he had to be a Christian because, you know what, he he just did a lot of work around the church. Those two no, things don't go together. He, they may, 
he may have done a lot of work around the church because he was a Christian and the Holy Spirit was leading him to do a bunch of work around there as he retired and the Lord said, you know what? You can use your time and you, you can use your effort here around the church building. And th that may be true. Well, I want but to say this. just because you do a lot of work around the church doesn't mean well, you're a well, Christian. Well, the instruments do a lot of work around the church. The, the, the pews do. Uh, a lot of stuff in the building does a lot of work. But they don't know the Lord. Right. <laughs> know so, the Lord. <laughs> so the one doesn't necessarily go with the other. It could. The, the person is doing those things because God's directing them and because God's leading them Because he to understands that. he's in helps ministry. Right. And so that call. could be, but don't make the mistake of, oh, because they're doing a lot of work, then they must be a Christian. Oh, they're giving a lot of money to the poor. They must be a Christian. No, those two things don't go together. They can, and you might be giving a lot of money to the poor because you're a believer and because the Holy Spirit's alive in you. And he's directing you to do that, but it's not necessarily you did that, so now you're a Christian. Well, and, the, and the scripture says work. in Galatians, faith worketh through love. It says circumcision and uncircumcision availeth nothing. That's basically what he's saying. You're doing all these works, that, that availeth nothing. You, you need to, and, and God is love. So you need to receive God in your heart through Jesus Christ. Get born again, get saved, get into the family of God, become a child of God, now your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're God's child, and Jesus told us about God's child when he explained to us the prodigal son. He messed up, and that was the story Jesus just told. He, the guy messed up, went out, asked, disrespected his father by asking for his inheritance before his father passed. Then he went partying. Yeah, and wild women involved. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He went to Vegas and did his thing, and then blew See, all and his money. You know, and that's another thing that we don't. That's the modern day equivalent, right? He, he went, went to, to Vegas and blew it all. Yeah, do it all. Riders living. That's what riders. <laughs> yeah, he went to is. Vegas and he just blew the whole yeah, wine. He blew the whole wine. Wine, women, and song. Right, right. And then uh, he found himself uh, working with the the, the locals, <laughs> <laughs> the locals uh, in the pig pen. Pig pen represents. The bottom of the barrel. And he can't, the scripture said, Jesus said he came to his senses. And he realized. Well, he looked around and he said, man, wow. I, I wish I could eat this food the pigs are eating. Right, right. That's when it hit him. The lowest servant in my father's house is doing way buffs better than me. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and talk to daddy and ask daddy to forgive me and let me back in the house. And he did that, and we see what he was willing to be a, the lowest guy. He didn't uh, even want to come back as a right, son. Just well, let me back. That's and that's the way God says. That's called humility. He was humble. I, whatever you want me to do, Daddy, I, I want to be used for you, Jesus. Whatever you would have me to do. So we can always come back to the Father because remember, he did those sins once forever. Well, you know, and then I like the story of the prodigal son because the next thing is when the father is just so happy to see his boy back. The other, Christians in, the other Christians in the church is mad. <laughs> yeah. The, the other guy, part of the body. The guy, other son, he's riled up about it. And I always say, that's the good church folk. Well, well yeah, that's just like <laughs> us. And, you know, my situation with my wife, I can kind of use that. Oh, yeah, she was in trouble for blah, 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 blah. And God still used her. Yeah, he did. He still used her to his glory because she was still purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. She's still God's. We're still God's property. And God says, as long as you talk to daddy about it, I'm faithful and just. I always tell people if it wasn't God sent, it's still God used. Right. He can use it. Ask Paul. Paul. God didn't tell Paul to go out and kill Christians, women, and children. 
but he sure ended up using Paul. And it's in, we can't never forget what the scripture, what the word reveals to us. God, God uses broken people. David, shoot, everybody in the Bible. I can go home. The list goes on. Well, there wasn't anybody in there except for Jesus. Right, that was perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was perfect. I mean, it, I, I always tell people, it frees you up when it you realize was. that you don't have to be perfect for God to use you. Because if you have to be perfect for God to use, he's not using anybody. No. Because there isn't anybody that's perfect. Other than Jesus, nobody's perfect. All through the Bible, the people that God used... We're all imperfect. They was messed people. up, jacked up people. I mean, just they, like they, us. yeah. I mean, and that's the good news. Them. That's the good news that he said he he Moses came, murdered the Egyptians. Right, it says, but Jesus came and died for the ungodly. We all qualify for that. Yeah, we're in. And I don't care if you never did any of that, still in a line or oh, yeah, whatever in your did. life, you were still a born sinner. You know, I tell people this all the time. When you really look at the Ten Commandments close, you've probably done them all. Oh, yeah, yeah, You've yeah. probably done them all, right. every single well, one. Well, that's why I... And people say, oh, I never committed no adultery. But what did Jesus say? If you ever looked at a woman with lust in your heart, you committed adultery. You know what you I say, believe? I never stole nothing. But if you ever took a paper clip from work, if you ever took a pen from work... I believe that's why he gave us those laws to... And the scripture says to let us know what sin is. Right. Because when you look at sin. those Ten Commandments, all of a sudden you go, whoa. He says, have no other gods before me. Well, before you were a Christian, you had all kinds of gods before him. Probably numero uno being yourself. Because you didn't come out your mother's womb, say, born again, saying hallelujah, praise you, Jesus. Right. Everybody was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God because of Adam. Uh-oh, because of Adam. So you have a sin nature. And then you get born again, you can have a, a Christ nature. You can be a Christian. But you're going to have to mature and grow into that. Because you're going to miss the mark, make mistakes. You know, somebody's going to piss you off. You get upset in traffic. Something's going to happen in life as a Christian where you're going to fall short of the glory of God. But then, here's the deal in the kingdom. You can always get back up because he uh, restores He's faithful and just to forgive and cleanse from all, and all unrighteousness. And scripture says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen to that. Because I keep, I keep my communication with, with heaven open. But when you think about that, now, therefore, now there is no condemnation for those None. who are in Christ Jesus. That's the, that's, you can't condemn me. Nobody else right. can condemn me. That's why we can give our testimonies, Richard, because we have understanding. All have, if, if it's not God sent, it's still God used. There's no condemnation. Once you're a child of God, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It's not getting erased. I know there's people out there saying, oh, yeah, 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 it can get erased. I think it can if you walk away and you command it or demand it to be erased. Right. But just by you just making a mistake, I don't think God says, well, I'm done with you. I don't want to hear from you no more, well, you low-down, dirty rat. Well, no. see, that's why I'm, I, I find excommunication so Oh, yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. I, I ain't with a that man either. Can, a, man, <laughs> a man can erase you. I'm like, did, did, I, did you? I get born again through you? How can you... I know some denominations out there that do that. And I'm like, wow, they can excommunicate people? Yeah, I mean, it is an interesting concept that a man can take you out of God's family. Right, right, right. I, I don't know what could you have done that bad inside the church building <laughs> or in your life. That, And I've heard some stories. Well, even anyway. if you did it, can a man do it? If God's faithful and just to forgive you, right. it doesn't matter if a guy erased your name or not. Right. Well, some people believe that because they believe leadership. They believe the, the leader of that congregation. He said it, well, I know some people, some guys, now I ain't going to say no names, but they said, oh, I can't go anymore because they excommunicated me. I said, well, you can come over to our service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
How can another man well, do and, that? And you've told the story before about how when you first got saved, a pastor's wife, we won't mention any names, but a pastor's wife said to you, oh, I'll tell you when you're I'll saved. I'll let you know when you're saved. And I'm, I didn't know, so I'm like, <laughs> okay, let me know, and I'll, I'll receive that. But then I was reading, you know, I started studying the scriptures, because God predestined and preordained that we all be conformed into the image of Jesus. So I started, God gave me a spirit of revelation as soon as I got saved. I, Stuff just jumped out, truth, and I received it. But I, you know, I just got saved, so I'm taking it to the elders, and they told me something that was contrary to the truth. Well, I, it didn't sit well with me, but I kept on studying, and I went to another meeting, and they gave an invitation to get born again, again. <laughs> and I, I, I accepted that invitation, and the guy took me in the back room to minister salvation to me. He went to the same texture of Scripture in Romans chapter 10. And I'm like... I just declared this six months ago. He said, well, brother, you saved then. I said, but the pastor's wife told me she'll let me know when I'm saved. He said, no, nah, brother, you saved. Now, we can we can confess this again. I said, well, let's do it again. I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah. But I got that's why I got born again again in the same year. Because somebody in leadership was going by what their denomination declared. And their denomination said, I'm going to bust them out because somebody probably need to hear this. Their denomination teaches this. If you don't speak in tongues, you aren't saved. You got to speak in tongues first to get saved. It ain't nowhere in the scripture where it says, okay, you want to get saved here, we got to teach you to uh, speak in the spirit. I just want to know the Lord. I thought that comes, that's another gift that comes later if you want right. to receive it. First, I got to receive Jesus. He's the door. I got to come in through the door. See, and that's a gift that God gives. Yeah, it's another gift. Like, it's not something you learn. It's it's like the people who say, one of these days I'm going to quit drinking and smoking and same thing. cussing, and then I'm going to go to church and get saved. No, you come to Jesus just like you are, and then he does all the rest well, of that Well, she was stuff. telling me to come to church, and then when she helped me speak in tongues, then I'm in. <laughs> But it didn't say that in well, the if word. if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. That's it. And do what they tell you. No, it doesn't no, do No, no, it wasn't do what they tell you. That's why you said that. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's just, so that's why anybody can get born again. Anybody can be redeemed or reconciled back to God is through faith in Jesus. That's why he says in Galatians, circumcision, uncircumcision, avail nothing. Another text, he says, either Jew, Greek, None of that is nothing. It's faith in Jesus. And again, once you put faith in Jesus, you now have fellowship back with the Father. You can come to him direct. The, the veil is torn down, and, and you get what Ephesians 1.3 says. We've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly Amen. places. That's good news. Speaking of good news, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We don't remind you as you go through this week. Keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.